Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a big week and I'm excited to talk about it on the Secret Golf Podcast. Hi, I'm Diane Knox. I hope you're well and uh, life has been wonderful for you. Steve Elkington's going to be here very soon, but there's so much going on. First of all, the return of the LPGA Tour. There's two events on the PGA Tour, one of them being the first WGC since the return to golf. And, well, we have a big announcement on a new show that we've got coming next week. First of all, the LPGA Tour is back with the Drive-On Championship in Toledo, Ohio. It's at the Inverness Club. I know I say that funny right and I don't even know how you would pronounce it Inverness Inverness maybe but I was born in Inverness in the Highlands of Scotland so whenever I see it this week I've been smiling but I know that I say Inverness and it's a little bit different do you know the LPGA tour they have not played since the 16th of February Oh my gosh. And from talking to our LPGA Tour players here at Secret Golf, they've been itching to get going. It's because that was the Asia. Well, they were in Australia then, and then it was supposed to be the Asian swing. But of course, that got cancelled and then everything else got cancelled after that. So it's a three-day tournament this week for the Drive-On Championship. Starts on Friday and we have five of our girls in the field. Brittany Lincecum, Gabby Lopez, Stacey Lewis, Jarena Piller and Brittany Lang. So more to come on that soon. On the PGA Tour, well, the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational at TBC Southwind in Memphis. We've got a, a good amount of the guys playing there and another batch of them playing the Barracuda Championship, which is on a brand new course this year, Old Greenwood Golf Course at Tahoe Mountain Club in uh, Lake Tahoe, California. I can't wait to see that because, well, it's a new course. The scenery is going to be unbelievable and like the elevation 
Ireland is so high. So anyway, um, we'll talk about the guys that we've got in each of the events in just a little while. I said we have an announcement too. There's so much going on. We are going to be doing a brand new show every week on Sports Grid. Now you can check them out on social media and sportsgrid.com. But um, it's going to basically help you when it comes to picking guys to try and win some money on in all these golf tournaments. We, uh, well, oh, there's so much to tell you, but I will just dive right into our chat, myself and Steve Elkington, because we really explain it all to you and, and tell you what the show is going to be all about. But yeah, um, we also record this as a video, so you can check it out on our Secret Golf social media and on Vimeo if you go and search for us there. And anyway, as I said, we'll just get right to it. Well, this week on the PGA Tour, the first big tournament we've had, so to speak, since the restart, it's the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational in Memphis. It's actually, it's a two-week event, and we'll talk about the Barracuda in a little while, but Elk, it's exciting to see the WGC back. So we're going back to a very familiar place, Diane. This is one of the greatest charities on the PGA Tour, the Memphis event, who does so much for St. Jude hospitals and the little children and it's just a lot of us played in this event Diane over the years because it was just such a wonderful charity all the kids come out and see us and we get to meet some of these kids that have been having a lot of problems but but anyway this is a slightly different look because as you know when I played on the tour for many years we played at Memphis but we didn't have this luxury of playing this non-cut I think 82 players this week for a lot of money maybe 10 million dollars and the advantage that uh, I suppose everyone has, Diane, is you and I handicap this whole field. And we're going to debut a show on Sports Grid maybe today. I know. Well, we're, this show is going to kick off next week. Um, we'll tell you okay. about it today, though. I think we have to because we've done so much work um, this week coming up with the pilot using the WGC field and course and stats to really um, help us come up with a ranking system and to help people with their picks. A re-rank. We re-rank every player in the field. And which, by the way, brings me uh, to talking about the 3M. And I don't know if you realize this, Diane, but every pundit there was out there had Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, and Tommy Fleetwood winning the 3M. And I didn't. Why didn't I have that? Because, Diane, when you rank players and how they are doing on the PGA Tour, and you must know this for sure because your, your brother is one of them, you have to weigh whether or not they really are focused enough to be able to pull off the great stats they're used to doing. Mm -hmm. Brooks Kepler, of course, he missed a cut. Dustin Johnson, he imploded after 18 holes and withdrew with a sore back. And Tommy Fleetwood, hey, you got to give him a little bit of a pass because he's come across, he, he quarantined for two weeks and arrived in Minnesota. Of course, he's never seen, so there was no way I was going to pick those, any of those three to do well last week, and yeah. they didn't. And, and we are going to dive into that. And that's what the premise of our new show is, is the fact that, you know, when you are coming up with your picks week after week for guys on the PGA Tour who are going to do well and will win you some money at these tournaments, it's not as simple as just looking at their current form, their past form the year before, and their stats. You have to actually look at the stats, look at the course, marry the two together but then as we say there's so many more intangibles that you have to add into the mix as well and and that's what we're really working on yeah the, everyone must know diane that you can't take historical data what what for example brooks kepka is very good at 
and let's say we he went to a golf course that had 14 dog legs where he had to lay up every hole. Does that take a certain amount of advantage away from him? Absolutely, because he can drive it so far and straight. So we weigh all that, and that's kind of interesting because, you know, I have uh, so much experience, I suppose. I do. I just It's inside of me. I've played the tour for 30 years, and I speak to so many of these players, and they tell me either they're in love with this golf course or they're not, and they sort of tip off what it's all about. And it's the motivation, the fatigue. You would like to think that every guy is going to stand on the first tee on Thursday and be 100% motivated to go out there, play well, and win come Sunday evening. But there's so many other factors that come into it if they've been playing for four, five weeks in a row before that, if they're holding out for the major that's coming the week after. You know, there's a lot of that stuff too. Is their swing any good? Are they mentally in a good spot? When you think about one of the players, Tony Finau, who's a very much a fan favorite, led the tournament two weeks ago at Muirfield by four strokes on Saturday and was not able to position himself for his chance on Sunday. And then, of course, we saw him leading the event again at 3M, one ahead, I think, on Sunday at one point on the back nine and was not able to finish it off. So where are they mentally? I mean, Tony Finau is an incredible talent, but he hasn't quite clicked yet on how to win these events. Yeah, and Michael Thompson winning last week at the 3M Open. You could say, you know, who had Michael Thompson picked to go on and win? Uh, Richie Wierenski was another one who was leading throughout the course of the week and, you know, finished high up as well. But this is what we're saying with this new formula, this new ranking that we're coming up with is there's going to be a lot of guys that are further down the official world golf rankings who are going to jump up because we're marrying so many of the correct stats and intangibles together. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm getting ready to start to evaluate next week at Harding Park and I'm starting to take in a lot of intel. And for example, um, when you think about Michael Thompson, who has four children, Diane, I have two. And when my wife and I uh, had our second child, we were going to have, we, we had sort of planned to have three, maybe four. But once we had two, the whole suburban was full and we couldn't take any more. We, whenever we drove somewhere on tour, we're like, you know what, if we have more kids, we're going to have to get a trailer. And uh, so when you think about Michael Thompson, his motivation last week, of course, he was swinging great. I mean, mm -hmm. they showed he swing in slow-mo and we could get into that for an hour and tell you how good his action was but and his putting stroke. But he was so motivated. And when these young guys, well, he's not so young, but when they get their shot in this time of the year to make dollars and to jump way up, you've, you have to consider every factor when you evaluate these players to make a prediction, Diane. Yeah, good. Right, we'll tell you more about the show at the end of this because, well, it's debuting next week. But let's talk about TBC Southwind, where the WGC is in Memphis this week. The court, well, it was the home of a PGA Tour event since, you know, what, the late 80s. Then last year, it became the home of the WGC, which Kepka was the winner. But in between 2019 and this year, they've done a massive renovation of the course. They've moved a couple of, like, tee boxes and stuff around, lengthened one hole in particular. They've redone all the bunkers. It's known for having a lot of bunkers on the course, but they've taken some away. They've added some extras. They've changed the shapes. 
So what kind of course is this? What style of player is going to do well here? Well, it's an inland course, obviously, in Memphis. Whenever I start to think about what, is, what kind of course it is, it's an inland course. It's flat. It's tree-lined. Get quite a bit of wind. And the turf in Memphis is zoysia. What's zoysia? I love that word. Zoysia, yeah, zoysia is a, is a strain of grass. I have it in my yard because it's so beautiful, Diane, but it's a very spongy grass in the fairways. And it, literally for someone like you playing your golf, Diane, the ball sits up like this. I mean, it's the most supportive grass and the ball sits up. So it suited me fine because I kind of don't – I sweep the ball more than I dig down, so it really suited me. I didn't do any good in Memphis, but that's not not, not the issue. There's only two par fives this week, Diane, so it kind of squishes the field together and the long hitters can't quite get ahead, even though we have seen uh, the likes of Greg Norman win here. We've seen Brooks Kepka. We saw Dustin Johnson holding second shot at 18 to top off an incredible week two years ago. But historically on this course, Diane, this, this course is all about playing really good golf from inside of 150 yards. Mm. And you have to putt really well. When I look back at this event, when I was evaluating this for our show, uh, you have to hit about 70% of your greens, but you have to also finish in the top 20 in putting for the week. Some big greens that slope away from you. So if you do get away from the hole, you have to judge these putts over these ridges. And you know what? It is, it's not a fabulous course, but it always seems to deliver a great champion. Okay. Um, good closing stretch, 16, 17, and 18. 16 is a tremendously easy par five and I think it was set up that way so that players could catch up or they could do a late surge so it's a very easy par five no bunkers off the tee these guys are driving up on top of a hill and then they can play their second shot they can even get it up high enough to hit it really close 17 is ranked the hardest par four on the golf course and this may be a new design feature for a lot of a lot of courses in the future die and they have a creek out there at about 300 so they can't hit it over the creek, so they have to lay up. So every single person has to stay back at the creek, and they have a big tree on either side. And if you push it or pull it, you have to deal with that tree. Um, so you're looking at a second shot of about 200 yards, which always seems to create a bit of drama. And then 18, of course, is a very similar hole to the 18th at the Players' Championship, except with a more severe dog leg. Of course, if you hook it at all, you're in the water. If you hook your second shot, you're in the water. So players have to be very careful. The tournament's never over until you get through the 18th tee shot. And, of course, they're trying to keep the ball to the right, usually with a three wood to try to avoid three bunkers on the right. And then, you know, they've got to play a shot into the green with the pin, usually tucked way left near the water on Sunday. So you see how heroic these guys are, where or not, whether or not they fire at that far left pin. When we were putting together our new system of re-ranking the guys for each tournament, and in particular, we were testing it out for the WGC in Memphis. And when we really knew we were onto something is when we did all the re-ranking and one guy that came out near the top was Daniel Berger, somebody who won the PGA Tour event here two years in a row, 2016 and 2017. Yeah, so... What I do, Diane, and this I don't want to lose anybody in this, but what I do is I evaluate this. Look, everyone knows there's 50 different things I could choose from, driving accuracy, you know, left rough avoidance, putting, chipping, all this stuff. But I finished up using eight for this week's evaluation, Diane, apart from the five 
personal rankings, which are whether or not they really are caring, whether their swing is in good shape, whether they have an injury. How is their caddy and their whole personal setup? You know, how are they disciplined enough to be able to play? We see some players like John Daly, who was who, who played incredible golf, but he was a very undisciplined player. So we rank all that. We weigh it all together. But um, this week I ranked because. It's obvious on this tournament, Diane, because there's a lot of dog legs. You don't have to hit the fair. You don't have to hit every fairway. These guys are still able to win the event from the rough. They only have to hit about 60% of the fairways. And we've seen that with Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Greg Norman, all the way back. But what they have to do, one of the things that I rank very highly, Diane, two of them actually, one was proximity to the hole from 150 yards and 20 feet and in putting. And... As these things started to emerge and I weighted them, I also did some driving distance. I also added greens and reg. I also added a little bit of scrambling. All these things, they're all weighted different. But I knew I was onto something when Daniel Berger just shuffled right to the top. I think he came into the event. You'll see the list. Uh, we call it the sizzle when players are going up. And then we call it the fizzle when players are going down. He sizzled from like 28th in the world ranking all the way up into the top 10 for this week. And I think I think we're really on to something, Diane. Yeah. Uh, well, we mentioned Daniel Berger for the sizzle, but we may as well throw the name that came at the top of the fizzle, i.e. the guy that's really shooting down the way. Um, and it would come as a surprise if you were just looking at, wow, he won it last year. But it won't come as a, as a surprise if you look at his current form since the restart. Brooks Kepka came in, I think, number six in the official world rankings, the defending champion of this event. He finished up being shuffled all the way down to 66 in the fizzle. Why, how could he possibly do that? Well, some of his stats... <clears throat> I think I haven't in front of me anymore, but 185th in proximity to the hole from 150 yards, 170th in putting. But one of the one of the personal uh, intangibles, Diane, that ranked very heavily in my weighting system was, I think two weeks ago at Memorial, he went and had an MRI again on his patella tendon in his left knee that he's been monitoring for now six months. And he found that nothing's new. So he still has a tear in his left knee. So he, he lost a lot of action uh, with an injury. We had a saying on tour when I was on tour, you can't beat anybody when you're hurt. Mm -hmm. And so he got weighted pretty heavily on a lot of stats. And, of course, it's no, it's no uh, surprise that Brooks Kepp has not been playing well this year. He's very far down in the FedEx Cup. People say, you've got him at 66? I go, no, no, no. He's got himself at 66 on the fizzle ranking diet. And what's going to be really fun for us is to see... We want guys to prove us wrong. You know, we would love Kepka to go out there and kill it this week and do great. So it's going to be really good for us to reevaluate everything afterwards and just see where we are with it all. And by the way, just so everyone knows and they can get used to this new re-ranking, we take the official world ranking and then I take a, a bunch of stats that I think is important to play that week. Because we know the world ranking is a two-year deal, but this is just for that week. I'm not saying Brooks Kepka um, is a 66th in the world. I'm saying that there's 65 players under my scheme that are ranked better than him going into it. Okay. 
Well, let's talk about the secret golf team that we have here because, well, there's two events going on, WGC and then the Barracuda, which is in uh, Lake Tahoe this year, which is going to be really cool to see. But we'll start with the WGC. I wish I was there. I know, me too. I keep seeing pictures. I spoke to my brother last night. He's there and um, he he doesn't have his RV, so he's in a hotel and he said, I'm kind of bored. I'm like, dude, go to the lake. <laughs> like, Go to the lake. Go and have a look. He said it's like 10, 15 minutes from where he's staying. Go to the lake. Well, I remember Lisa and I would go to Tahoe and we would stay We would stay over at Tahoe at the lake and we would get on these little boats and they'd have these uh, uh, bar crawls that just before, an hour before sunset, you went to three different places on the lake to have a cocktail and you come back in two hours, you saw sunset. It was the most amazing thing of all time. The boat was all made out of wood and we all sit back. They had the stereo on. You can literally see the bottom, Diane. It's 150 feet. It's like being in a swimming pool. It's the most gorgeous place on earth. That's great. Right, so our guys in Memphis this week, Andrew Landry, Mark Leishman, Ryan Palmer, Jason Cochrack. Jason Kokrak, <laughs> easy for me to say, and JT Poston. Any of them standing out at you for uh, sizzle or fizzle? Well, Mark Leishman, who's an Australian who's having a tremendous year, he won it out in the Farmers in San Diego and he finished second at Bay Hill. Diane, I hate to say it, but he he, he dropped a ton in the fizzle this, this week. And I uh, it has to do with his driving accuracy, his proximity, and all these things that and, you know, Leishman, look, I don't know. I've got him ranked only where I can, and, and it's all motivation, I think, for him. I think next week will be a different set of circumstances. Okay. Although this week he's, he just hasn't been playing that well. Uh, of course, we all know when Leishman gets it going, he's right there and so on. Um, I think I've got him on the give-a-shit meter. He's at about a two this week. I think I had him at a four a couple of weeks ago. So... I'm ready for him to be back on the one meter next week when he's really fired up. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyone else? Any other guys? I mean, Ryan Palmer's obviously been in great form of late. Yeah, he ranked. He 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 sizzled. He went up a few points. Uh, Palmer. I wrote to him after he got beat by John Rahm and Memorial. We saw John Rahm way out in front, eight shots with nine holes to go, and it finished up that actually Ryan Palmer almost had a shot. And any of us that were watching it, I said. Mate, you didn't play that good. You didn't putt that good. Nothing happened good for you, and you were still right there. <laughs> so I said, don't don't forget that. I said, you just finished second outright. So um, I think it's very interesting when they see the Secret Golf Report, Diane, so they can see where we actually list all these players. Yeah. And then, well, moving on to the Barracuda, it's at Old Greenwood Golf Course at the Tahoe Mountain Club, which in itself just sounds great, doesn't it? And we've got a lot of the guys too. Um, Russell, as I said, Chris Stroud, Pat Perez, Bronson Burgoon, Rian Gibson, and Jason Gore is playing this week. The USGA now working for the USGA. I spoke to Jason on the phone three days ago and he told me, I may get in Tahoe. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna put down your blue coat and your dandruff? from the USGA and go out and play in Tahoe? He goes, oh, yeah, absolutely. I text with him last night. He says, everything's the same. He says, I still hate it out here, but I, I think he'll play okay. Yeah. Now, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you who, who I'm picking heavily this week out there is Pat Perez. Mm -hmm. Pat Perez is an absolute genius when it comes to playing at altitude. I don't know why. He lives in Arizona, but he has a house up in somewhere up in Arizona. It's a place called The Rim. 
at altitude. So he's always up there. He knows how to play it. I texted with him last night. He's got a brand new driver. He said he's hitting the ball great. He almost had an incredible week last week. I think he finished 20th at 3M. We didn't do the course for, uh, because I've never seen it. Pat Perez is my absolute guy this week. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, he was. Uh, he did great last week. At one point, I thought he was going to be severely in contention, but uh, that's cool. And you had said this new driver that he's got, he's like a kid all over again with his yeah. love for hitting that club. Yeah, you know, on tour, if you can get a club uh, or a putter, um, particularly a putter, a driver, or a three wood that you're in love with, it can make a whole difference in your whole attitude because um, there's something to do with your swing and the sound I knew for me, I had a couple of drivers that I knew if I did that, it would come off with this sweet sound. And in my brain, every time I grabbed it, I searched for that sweet thinker thinking, and it just all blended together. And I was able to just literally fall into love with the club. Yeah. Uh, when you think of that, like Ben Crenshaw with his 8802 putter, who would kill more people than cancer with that putter, that guy. Um, now, Pat Perez has a driver that he's just super in love with. It's great. Did I tell you about my driver? I don't think I did. No, you did not. I had a, a Shrixon driver, which I didn't love. Like, it was fine. You know, I enjoyed hitting it. But a couple of months ago, this little doggy over here thought it was a toy. I, I stupidly had been playing with a ball, walked into the house, just carrying the driver. He jumped up and snapped it in half. So... I was like, right, okay. And I thought, I'm going to get another driver just because, as I said, I, I didn't love that driver in particular. But um, my boyfriend's got a pink driver, extra stiff shaft. It's way, way, way wrong for me. But, you know, no I good. love hitting that club. So whenever we go out and play, I just use his driver and I am in love with it. I've never hit it as far as I do with that. Well, there you go. I mean, the old rule of thumb, people ask me all the time, what shaft should I have, Elk? And I always tell every person, you included, that you should try to swing the stiffest shaft that you can okay. because we want no dispersion. When you, have a, when you have a real flexible shaft, it brings in a lot of dispersion. People think that we, we use super stiff shafts on tour because we're so strong. Well, that's clearly not true. <laughs> However, we're looking for very tight, no dispersion. Yeah. So the stiffer the shaft that you can handle. Now, if it's too stiff, it's going to go to the right every time. Yeah. If it's too whippy... It's too whippy. It's probably going to go to the left every time. And I don't. I hit it so straight. I don't think I've ever hit it offline before, ever. And uh, Maybe your boyfriend was telling you it was super extra stiff and it really wasn't. Maybe it's just suited for you. <laughs> I mean, it's too long. I have to grip down quite a bit on it. But, it's um, yeah, I love it. So he wants to throw it away. He's hitting it so badly right now. But I'm like, no. No. <laughs> Give it to you. Exactly. Right, Elk, that was fun. Um, so our Sports Grid show, if you haven't heard of the guys before, then on all social media, it's just Sports Grid. They have a website too. And our show every week is going to be out Tuesday. You'll see it Tuesday and Wednesday. It's an hour-long show. It's going to be on YouTube as well. And yeah, we're just going to do exactly what we said at the beginning. We're going to look at the course, look at the field, look at all their stats plus the intangibles, and re-rank it for you um, based off the official world golf ranking. As only we can with the special secret sauce. Secret. And don't forget, we have, we'll have we have a sizzle and we'll have a fizzle. Yes. Um, we'll post it on all of our social media as well so you can find the link and check it out. But we're excited about it and hopefully it's going to help people with their picks week after week. 
there's no doubt. We have a WGC, the Barracuda Championship, on a brand new golf course in Lake Tahoe. The LPGA Tour returns and we have our brand new show on Sports Grid. <laughs> I told you at the beginning that there was so much to talk about. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Um, so as we were saying, this new show, The Secret Golf Report, is going to be on the Sports Grid Network and that launches on Tuesday of next week. So if you keep watching all of our social media, we'll put up the link and you can find it out there. But, you know, if you're going to be making picks for golf tournaments to... Uh, beat your friends, to try and win some money, then we have this formula that we've been working on for ages and, well, hopefully it's going to help you out. So don't forget that brand new show coming on Tuesday and we'll put everything on our Twitter, Instagram and our Facebook. Thanks for listening. I'm Diane Knox. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast already, you can do that through Apple Podcasts, through Spotify or any other podcast apps and websites. And we'll be back with another one next week. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.